Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at listening to the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire Show. This is your host, Julie Anderson, a.k.a. Brain Lady Julie, and I am very excited once again to be here with you to bring you another wonderful guest on a very good topic, a topic that every female entrepreneur, every entrepreneur period, uh, every business (laughs) needs to really Take a good look at, and I know it's something that I've been looking at a lot lately with my own branding, and that is how do you brand in a way that you will get noticed? And we have a wonderful guest today that is going to talk about that. Brand brilliantly, market like Madonna, and profit like a rock star. What a topic, right? (laughs) I want to remind everyone to hang on till the end of the program because that is when you hear all of the juicy stuff on what you are going to or how you are going to be able to connect with our guest and what her final words of wisdom are for you so be sure to listen to the entire show and we will also give you instructions at the end of the show on how you can connect with women entrepreneurs and if you like this show and if you want to be on the show how you can connect with us and talk to us about being a potential guest on the women entrepreneurs podcast or slash radio show, depending on when you're listening to us. All right, let me tell you a little bit about our amazing, fun, fun, fun uh, guest today. I, I love this because if you go to her website, and I'll tell you who she is in just a minute, but if you go to her website, she says, every ounce of my success came from showing up as exactly who I am. I believe in with every fiber of every ounce of my being, that is exactly where your success can come from. Not the scratch and claw and eke it out success so many of us struggle to achieve, but the rock star success you know is literally inches away. She says that incessantly picked out on as an oddball growing up, there is, there's always as a slight twist to her point of view of an edge to her emotions so that so because of that she spent many solitary hours painting writing and playing music as an artist it felt right to be rebellious and break the rules leaving her california roots and taking up residence in new york city fueled her creative passion where just a where just another misfit could fit in arriving in the 1980s the gritty city was still dangerous raw and full of possibilities the art scene was exploding and she found herself right in the middle of it And that's when she saw it and she knew what her way out and she knew it wouldn't be like anyone else. And that is because she is authentically Anne Bennett. And I'm going to let her continue that story. (laughs) Welcome, Anne, to the show. Anne Bennett with Anne Bennett Marketing. Welcome to the Women Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Julie. That's really awesome. That's the first time anybody is actually – told that story oh. <laughs> on, on any of usually they read these very professional uh, or much more professional sounding bios but uh, that's really awesome I really enjoyed listening to that <laughs> I hope everybody well, else it, did too 
It sounds like you just have a very, very interesting past, starting out as an artist and then moving into branding. So tell us, I always like to ask my my guests, one of the first questions I always ask them is what led them to where they're at now? So what, as an artist, why did you merge from painting and writing and merge into, kind of finish that story for us, right? Merge mm-hmm. into becoming a brand architect. Sure. That's really great. It's really great, you know, to watch people's trajectory or, or understand kind of the history of how they got to where they got to. And, you know, when I work with my clients, we actually look at that as well. So for me, it was, you know, I was living in New York City. I had a loft in East Village. It was the 80s. And everything was rocking. I ended up, you know, as all the artists basically in New York do, working in design, especially magazine art direction and magazine design. So, like, laying out magazines, choosing photographs, making up headlines, you know, that kind of thing, working with a team of people to really create an image that reflected page turning you know, why do you read magazines? Why do the magazine covers attract us in the market and stuff like that? It's the headlines, right, that gets you kind of sucked into uh, what you're, you're interested in. And I ended up, I worked for all of the magazines. Uh, I started working originally at Popular Mechanics as the first woman in the art department. So it was me and the boys. It was awesome. <laughs> and then I, through the years, I ended up working at Vogue magazine. I think I'm the only person really in the history of Vogue magazine that worked there without any fashion in her portfolio. So I really didn't have, you know, the, the fashion background or, uh, you know, the connections to work there. I just was really uh, tenacious as I am. And um, I ended up getting a job. I knew there was a job there, and I would call the art director, like, every day. <laughs> I knew, like, <laughs> 10 of 10, their assistant was out getting them coffee, right? So the design director would be at their desk, and they would actually answer the phone. So, you know, I was always interested in, and I've always been interested in, how do I get where I want to go in kind of, not subversive methods, but going around whatever the rules are. Right, like other people will wait, you know, to get an appointment and do things like that. I never did that. So I think uh, it says a lot about kind of the way my mind works. But I ended up uh, working there. I was, I worked five or six years. I actually worked there. Remember um, Sex in the City? Yeah, yeah. I worked there when Sex in the City came and shot on the Vogue. Like Carrie Bradshaw got to go into the, the coveted Vogue closet. Ah. <laughs> and I was there when the young lady who was Anna's assistant wrote um, The Devil Wears Prada. So I was there for like these, these kind of emotional high points, I think, uh, that everybody could relate to because it, it became, you know, uh, universal. People saw the movie or they, they, they were watching Sex in the City and thinking – that young people that were writers lived in these huge, beautiful apartments. 
<laughs> it's just a fantasy, right? It's more likely that they're living in a small shoebox with no light than actually, you know, with like the bathtub in the kitchen in the village than they were actually living in these big, beautiful, like they, who had time to go get coffee? You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> People worked like wild animals there. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of kind of the MO. But so that happened in, and I was, you know, I was the it girl at Vogue and everybody, you know, was this very kind of glitz and glamorous, uh, if you will, kind of um, job, although I just felt like, you know, myself, not exactly a, a glamour, a fashionista or a glamour puss, but um, the thing that really transformed me and changed my trajectory completely was I was, I was, I'd come out of the gym in the morning. I used to work out and I still do every morning. Come out of the gym, got a latte, I'm trucking up Fifth Avenue, and I look across the street and I see these people gathered on the corner. And usually in New York, when people are gathering and looking up, it's, you know, they're tourists, right? So you kind right, of right. pay any attention. But for some reason, I was like, I just looked up to the left where they were looking to see the first plane hit the World Trade Center. Oh, and my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it was like uh, my DNA rearranged in that whole experience because I was there up close and personal um, and had a lot of friends that worked in the in the World Trade Centers and down on Wall Street and stuff like that. So I was um, – that rocked everything. I bet. So I didn't really care. I, I kind of lost – you know, whenever you have a big tragedy like that or, you know, we just came through COVID or we're still kind of coming through COVID, those moments, those – defining moments change your life forever. They're like miracles in a certain manner because they change your perspective and how you look at life and what you want to do. And, you know, I decided that, that I didn't care very much that much about the fashion world. I wanted to make a difference that, you know, that whole thing that I've heard, I think maybe Socrates, I'm not sure who said this first, but I've heard it in different, different uh, from different people but it's did I live, did I love, and did I matter becomes very, very important. Mm-hmm. Like now people are rethinking, you know, they're recent, lots of people are becoming entrepreneurs because yeah. they realize, you know, we don't have control over the circumstances. We only have control over how we're going to, to um, interpret them and what we make them mean. And, and how right. we deal with it. But the emotions are going to come and go and do what they, they're going to just do what they do because that's what your body does. As you know, being an expert on the brain, it's like that puppy goes off and you are not in control of what's right. going on. Yeah. You just aren't. You, you've got to understand that, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to have any emotions or I'm not going to. And the, the great thing about that is, Branding and marketing and sales, it's all emotional. Mm-hmm. It's a, the psychology of it is really steeped in, you know, how we relate to each other. What makes yeah. another person want to connect with you and be with you. And, and ultimately, if your service is, is something they need, buy from you and work with you. Yeah. And so that's that kind is- of a roundabout way. 
Yeah, that attraction factor. That's And, you know, it's interesting, mm-hmm. on your website, one of the things that you say that I think is really, and I, I, I'm just, my brain's going on fire here in like 10 different directions. We can take this this conversation. Yeah. But since the title is is about that marketing and that, that standing out, one of the things that you say mm-hmm. on your website is it's smart to fit in, which is kind of where you were at, it sounds like. You know, you were... Even though you were the disruptor at Vogue, you were still, you were in that, you were in the corporate world, fitting in that, that box. And then you say, but it's brilliant and profitable to stand out. So I, I like, I like that because obviously that's what you did when you had that switch, when you had that change, at what point then did you create and Bennett Marketing? Well, that's, you know, I I left New York after uh, um, maybe like five years after, um, five years after and came back to California. My mother needed some help. My father had passed away, and um, so I wanted to be with her because she's quite a bit older. And, um, you know, when you leave a, a certain environment where you're a superstar or a rock star, you're you're starting over, and a lot of people I don't think understand really understand that when they're leaving kind of a corporate job and they're going to go be an entrepreneur, it's like you have just left normal. Everything changes. Uh, entrepreneurship is quite a bit different than um, working for someone else or being in that structure that that you know what you're going to do every single day. <laughs> Right. Very, very different, right? But I think the point of it is all of us have been raised, you know, we come into the world and we're little kids, we're like bright, and we're, we don't care what we do, what we say, or how we look. We're just being ourselves in whatever that moment is. But as we get educated and, you know, we all go through this process, our families, our belief systems, our, our religious backgrounds, the, those belief systems, how you're supposed to act, what women are supposed to say, what men are supposed to look like or do, all that stuff comes into play. And as it does, it covers over what I perceive as your genius your brilliance, the thing that you naturally do and can do all day long because it lights you up, mm-hmm. that gets covered over and we start to act, you know, in lockstep. We start to stand up, show up, and be kind of what is expected. And that's kind of the human, to me, the human condition, uh, depending on, you know, your upbringing but most of us, I don't know about you, but my father was always trying to get me to sit still and behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, didn't go over too good, Dad. <laughs> but, you know, well-meaning. My dad was a high school principal, so he had, you know, rules and regulations. And this is what, a, and he was from Texas, so he's like, this is how a young lady acts and does. And does. So I was rebellious from a very young age. In that way, it, like going, yeah. why? I want to do yeah. it this way, or why can't it be like that? And he's like, you think the world should be the way you think the world should be? And I'm like, uh-huh. What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, for for all of us, the whole idea of, like, we've learned to fit in, which is a good thing, right? We're tribal. 
people. We want to belong to communities and be with like-minded people and, and be accepted and liked and all that. And it's like that is not what gets you to stand out in a marketplace. There's all 3 billion websites right now. And last time I looked, it keeps building, right? Hundreds of marketing right. messages coming into your inbox, Facebook, Instagram, tremendous amount of communication that's overwhelming to people because they don't know how to um, prioritize and lock it out. <laughs> right. Turn it off, right? Information so, overload. Uh, yeah. I think it was Jim Quick calls it uh, digital dementia, which <laughs> makes me laugh because it's kind of like yeah. that, right? It's like you can't remember your car keys or where you put something down or your purse or whatever. And um, it's just because we're so distracted. Yeah. So in this this marketplace and where we are now, and of course it's not going to stop. It's actually going to multiply and get bigger. Yeah. You've got yep. to be able to distinguish yourself. And the 1% that really makes us different from each other. I mean, there, you know, we have human needs, right? Our basic human needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that everybody has that. But what makes us different is really how we see the world, our point of view, our energy, our vibe. You know, I like to say what breaks your heart and what pisses you off is a good place to start to look at what you truly care about. So in branding, I go into those arenas, more, more what I consider the psychological arena of who you are and what makes you, you. Because that's what we want to magnify in the marketplace. Right, right. So how much does your mindset then, I mean, I, we can tell where you're at with yours, but when you're working with clients, how much do you feel that their mindset plays in the success of their business when it comes to this topic of, of how you market yourself? Well, I think you would agree mindset is everything. Oh, yeah. I, I, my, my whole philosophy is you cannot grow your business any bigger than you grow yourself. So growth and development mindset, um, looking at why do I think this way or why do I have this emotion? What is it actually about and how can I reframe, adjust? I like disappearing things. <laughs> I'm a real advocate of like hypnotizing an NLP. I'm like, if it's easy, it's fun and easy, I want to do it, right? Yeah. But um, I think – to me, personally, I tell my clients, it's 90% your mindset, how you, what you believe is running in your subconscious. And you might say something on the surface in your consciousness, but in your subconscious, that's actually what's running the show. And if you want to know, you just look at your life. It's pretty easy. Yeah. You just look out and go, oh, I have tons of money in the bank. I feel like a million bucks. And I'm like, who's better than me? I'm ready to take over the world, right? You could feel like that. Or you can feel like there's never enough. There's not enough opportunities. Somebody else is already doing it. La, 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 right? You can go that direction. Yeah. So I think for entrepreneurs, it's very important to understand that stuff is there. So it's not about 
glossing it over. It's actually about being with it in a, in a, in a way that turns it towards you're not a victim. You're actually empowered. Yeah, that's cool. So when I work with people in their branding, that's actually what occurs. I mean, we're just calling it branding. <laughs> right. We're just calling it branding and marketing, but there's, it's a deeper, it's really a deeper transformational kind of work that occurs and it sneaks up on people because I'm having them write, you know, their beliefs or their manifesto or um, stories from every decade of their life and all these different things that we start to draw upon in really unleashing and, and uncovering the magic of who they are. Gotcha. Yeah, that's beautiful. So now I, everybody knows me as Brain Lady Julie, the creator of the Brain Personality Connection and the Brain Personality Connection Assessment. So I am all about personalities and using that mm-hmm. understanding of your brain wiring to help you to understand who you are and why you do things the way that you do and the same with other people. Now you have something that you call four renegade archetypes mm-hmm. and in your branding. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what that is and how the listeners can identify where, which one's right for them. Yeah, I think that's, that's such a great question. Cause you know, I was, I was talking to a friend yesterday and she's like, well, um, how did you come up with these archetypes? Right. And so I wanted to simplify for people really what branding is about, because we're, we're multifaceted, multidimensional people with lots of interests and different things like that. But when you're looking at a brand, you want to have a very strong, direct connect with your audience. So there's going to be people with a strong brand, people who connect or not connect. So you've got people that love Apple. You know, they love Apple. They're always going to go to Apple. And Apple represents, you know, simplicity, creativity, and thinking different and being able to be super creative where other people are like, yeah, that's, that's okay, but I'm really, I love Microsoft, right? And they have totally different flavors, you know, one is a little more what I call intellectual, like, oh, Microsoft, you know, I'm not that familiar with it, obviously, because I'm on the creative side, but not that you can't be creative. I'm just saying it has a, um, it has a voice that's not as creative. It's more like it's really organizational and functional and what I call the geek, the personality of the geek really likes that. It likes, it likes logistics and it likes um, to research things and it likes to do all that kind of stuff. So a lot of my geeky clients, they can come into all sorts of different um, careers or their businesses or service-based businesses that they do, but they're definitely geeks. So they can be in sales, they can be in event planning, they can be photographers, they can be a lot of different uh, things that they actually do. So the geek is like that person. I like to use Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she's such a huge, iconic character. 
she's a quintessential geek or Bill Gates is a quintessential geek where someone like Steve Jobs is really an innovator. Very different personality styles. Not like they're both really smart and they're both really interesting, right? And they're both super successful and they're both selling computer stuff, but they're very, very different. And that's where when you can tap into your own, if you're a nurturer, I like to use Oprah because obviously a quintessential nurturer, that you don't necessarily have to be in a, a uh, help or a health arena to be a nurturer. One of my clients is a photographer, total nurturer, totally like she's warm and she's fuzzy and you just want to hug her and she makes you feel great and you can tell her anything. She's like your BFF and you just met, that kind of thing. That's a very nurturing kind of person. Then you have the disruptor, which of course is my favorite because that's me. You know, there's somebody who has a point of view and there's somebody who is controversial and there's somebody who is, you know, they're rebellious in the sense of like they're fighting something. They're a stand for freedom or whatever it is. So they have a different type of personality style. When you start to look at yourself, sometimes you're not sure. Well, I'm not really a rebel. Women say that to me all the time. (laughs) I'm not really a disruptor. I'm not really rebellious. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you somebody who just left corporate and you are now being your the boss? Like you're mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a yeah. rebel, period. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe not, you're not going to magnify the disruptor. Maybe you're going to magnify innovator, nurturer, or geek. Really, there's other elements that go into it. So I think, you know, it was a way for me to simplify personal branding for people and make it, you know how the brain is, right? It wants to, it wants to filter out a lot of information. So these are very strong, strong archetypes that people can begin to identify with. And I think my, the giveaway today is um, how to create a client getting brand. And it has a lot to talk about in those areas. Like where do the quirks that you have, what are um, what did you naturally do as a kid? Like, what did people come to you and have probably come to you your entire life for? There's a specific right. thing, and we just don't we're not really aware of it because we can't see our own eyebrows. So we think, oh, or we just think I'm really good at that. I don't. I'm not going to charge any money. That's like the thing that you should be charging a ton for. It's fun. Exactly. It's simple. It's easy. You're really good at it. Right. <laughs> Right. I love it. <laughs> well, so it comes naturally. It's your gift. So, yeah, it's really just something you do. So for me, I just naturally create these hooks and these statements that blow people away. And to me, it's like, well, that's like, the, that's the cherry on top, right? There's all this structural work and actual things that we do that, that make up how you should market. But so a geek needs to market differently than a disruptor or an innovator or a nurturer and choose channels that actually support who they are. 
so what we've what we've traditionally done is forced ourselves into oh well somebody else was really successful with YouTube so I'm gonna they're gonna teach me all about doing YouTube but I hate to be in front of a camera <laughs> I'm like really or like I can't do I have to be in front of a camera that's what people say to me all the time when they ask me what they're gonna be doing for marketing I'm like you don't have to do anything, and our preference is you want to do something that excites you so that you're going to have fun doing it. And, yeah. you know, you might not know what you're doing. you got to kind of get over uh, that you're going to be perfect. And with the good news with social media is nobody wants you to be perfect. So that's been a big relief. But, you know, people ask me all the time about what, sh- what should they do, and I'm like, well, let's discover who you are and what you think is fun. You know, and then like build for, on that. For you, yeah, build on it. So, like, for you, Julie, obviously, you're a geek, more than likely, because of your interest in how the brain works and what makes us do what we do. I mean, it could be some other things, but let's just say you're a geek. I am a and, brain um, geek. Then what? Yeah. You know, like, you're geeky with that stuff. You could probably talk about it all day long. And are you married? And I am. Kids? We, I do. Do you have kids? I do, yeah. Three boys. Yeah. So are they kind of going, Mom? <laughs> well, what's You're funny is they now that they're all grown and married, they are now telling other people about the brain <laughs> right. based on they're what like they grew all up of your wisdom. <laughs> right. They know all this stuff from being around you, which is so awesome because that's the secret to – you know, having a life that you want to have is all in your brain. It's yeah. all in your perception and what you say to yourself and how you hypnotize yourself with negative self-talk 24-7. Um, you know, and it's it's the key to everything. So when we start this branding stuff, people start to see themselves differently. Whereas, like, some people are like, well, I'm really not that geeky. I'm really not that smart. I'm really not, you know, and it's like, well, actually you are. Yeah. (laughs) So they have to own it. It's not like I, it's not like I'm painting lipstick on a pig and going, this is Marilyn Monroe, but, but there, there's a, an ownership that needs to occur in the brand. So it, it can't just be, I put you in a certain outfit and take some photographs. It doesn't work. Yeah. It has to really be something that's the essence of who you are, Mm -hmm. and then you channel. You channel it instead of put it on. It's not a put on. It's not fake it till you make it. It's none of that. Right, right. It's it's own it. Own it and rock it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's so awesome. Own it, rock it, and flaunt it, right? (laughs) Yep, yep. This has been so much fun, and we could just keep going and going and going, but we're I, I try to keep the the show down to about thirty minutes just for our listeners. So what I want to do is obviously you are a wealth of information. You have great, great resources. Tell us just a minute more or just a little bit more. You kind of touched on it, but you have a special offer for those who are listening called client getting brand client getting brand. Um, program, or tell us kind of, what that is. It's how to create how to create a client getting brand. So it's a, a small little booklet 
that's kind of a guide. So it's a kind of a workbook. And um, what it does is it helps you to identify your wow factor, your it factor. So the wow factor is really the brand itself, the, the visual the, um, and the words and how it all aligns. But it'll give you an opportunity to start to look at that, like, you know, identifying, you know, am I a nurturer, am I a geek, am I a disruptor or an innovator? And then it, it asks really a lot of great questions about, you know, how to use your quirks and your point of view powerfully to pull people to you and explode your visibility. Because the whole thing is that we notice things that are different. It's better to be different, actually, than it is to be the best at this point. It used to be in the olden days, (laughs) everybody wanted to be the best. Right? It was like, oh, I'm the best neurosurgeon in the world, or I'm the best. That's fine. But in the service-based business, you want to be the one that's different so that people can see you. So it helps you to actually do that and to pull some of your personalities, your point of view, your quirks, kind of the, the vibe, if you will, of who you are. And then how to really make offers that ignite your prospects' passion and moves them to take action. You know, it's, you've got to create this, you know, somebody was asking me, I was out with a friend, new friend, and she was like, well, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I tease and create curiosity <laughs> most of the time. Because, you know, that's what, you know, tease, flirt, create curiosity those are the things like novelty, as you know, is very powerful uh, for the brain. You might not want it every single day, but you do want it. Do something yeah. different. So that's important, and it really helps people, really guides them along on, you know, how to do that. So that's, that's the free offer. It's really fun, of course, because everything I do has got to be fun. Um, and, uh, you know, if people want to schedule a time to speak with me, we can put that. I don't know if I gave that to you, but we can put it in the show notes. Um, I always love to connect with people and uh, see what they're up to. And if I can help them, I would, I would love to do that. Love it. I For love other it. People, if you just want to reach out to me on Facebook, um, it's Ann Bennett Marketing. You can just get on my, you know, my big teaching platform there. Right. I love it. Well, Anne, it has been absolutely wonderful having you as a guest on the Women Entrepreneurs Show today. Um, and yes, we do have all of those links on how to get in touch with Anne um, on, the, on the show page for the show today, the Women Entrepreneurs Show. Thank you so much, Anne, for taking the, the time to be with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Julie. We, we, after, after we get off another time, we'll have to talk about the brain and how it all works because I'm fascinated by that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm hoping to be down there and uh, visiting the OC chapter next month, so maybe we can connect. Oh, terrific. Yeah, let's do that. Thanks okay, very much. sounds great, Anne. Thank you so much for being on the show. 
All right. So this is so much about branding. I have learned so much about branding in this last year, and it is just wonderful to have been able to talk with Anne about this on the program today. If you want to get in touch with her, all of her links, her website, her LinkedIn profile, her Facebook group or page, I should say, her Instagram, her Twitter, all of those are on the show page, as well as how you can get her, um, how you can get a client, get a client getting brand um, little booklet that she has there. So be sure to check the show page. If you like this program and you, you feel it's beneficial, and then go ahead, give us a thumbs up and share. Share it out, tag us, tag Anne, tag myself, so that we can just spread the word on helping women in business have more success. If you want to connect more with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, then please go to our website, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. That is women. It's all plural, women, entrepreneurs with an S, extraordinaire.com. And check us out. Check out the, the membership side. There is, for $25 a year, 25 a year, you can get your profile on in the membership directory. And that just helps SEO and all this other kind of good stuff. So take a look at that. If you think you have a topic that you would like to see covered on this program, then shoot us an email. If you'd like to be featured on this program, then shoot us an email. You can reach out to Kelly Cooper, who is our uh, group liaison at info, I-N-F-O, at Women Entrepreneurs, again, all plural, womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. And of course, you can join our Facebook group by the same name, as well as follow us on Instagram. We've got a new page there on Instagram, so go ahead and follow us, like us, um, share us, join us out. And as I like to quit or end, wrap up <laughs> all of the shows here, I want everyone to simply enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm.